Welcome in to Losing Sucks, a fantasy football podcast. If you're new to the show, I am Dustin Blanton, along with my co-host Travis Masterson, and we're here to talk some football. We're here to talk some, really just mostly whatever comes to our minds, but most of the time, it's fantasy football. We got a show, man. We got structure. It doesn't just come to our mind. We're ready for this. Look, what used to be just general conversation and things that we give each other crap about is now what we do as a hobby. So I'm happy to be doing this with you. We're here. This We're is recording. called growth. We're growing. Yeah, we are growing. We are. We've got. We've got borders now on our video. We've. You know, it's it's starting to. What started out as an idea, like just you know, essentially, you know, what would be in today's world just two guys drinking beer in a garage being like you know it'd be fun if we actually did this <laughs> it's like let's do it yeah now we're now we're doing this we've we've got some some things put together oh man i just episode 28 20? the adrian peterson of episodes wow the adrian peterson. if you can think of a better fantasy player than adrian peterson with the number 28 feel free to let me know oh man i could not think of anybody in his league no uh no off the top of my head i can't think of one um, maybe, I mean, no, Chris Johnson's not there. Chris Johnson's not there. The Peterson episode. This, okay, that's the just Peterson episode. Is. He's one of the goats that's, of fantasy uh, football. That's going to be the show title, the Peterson episode. I mean, we're going to talk some normal stuff. We're going to talk Monday night recap. We've got some, uh, some guys that maybe have been disappointing you. Some guys that have been, you know, just normal stuff. Some guys that have been blowing you away a little bit. Maybe what you should do with your team going forward. Just We've got a bunch of different things to talk about, but mainly right off the bat, Travis, that I want to talk about, and we're we're gonna we've got them all over the place, so we'll get to them. But how how heartbreaking is it to have a guy like Brandon Ayuk on your fantasy team right now? It's brutal. It's so brutal. He was a fifth round pick. People were deciding between Ayuk, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Jamar Chase in a lot of leagues. Yeah. This is just uh, as bad as it gets because there's not a whole lot of, of other things to blame it on. Right. It's kind of self-inflicted. Jimmy's not helping him. The offense in general is not helping him. But yeah, you hate to see a fifth-round pick just completely be unplayable. I think I have him in one league, and he is going to be my cut of the week in that league. You know, I, I do kind of blame Kyle Shanahan a little bit. Uh, just this this constant i don't know if it's ego i don't know if it's just kyle pitts or uh, not kyle pitts kyle shanahan uh but kyle shanahan just has this problem you know where he thinks that the only way to get through to a guy is to berate him in the media tell him this guy has to be better you know this guy is just you know trash and then they'll think well reverse psychology they're not trash and then they're going to be better or, and I can't even say that with any amount of confidence. This is, I've, I said it last episode, this is the exact same thing that happened with Dante Pettis. Okay. Pettis was, you know, getting comparisons yeah. that, that you called that it man. one that route that call. he ran in the preseason where Dante Pettis is absolutely shook a dude. And then you never saw him again. Like, everyone was comparing him to Keenan Allen. And then Ayuk yeah. was, well, he's going to take over Debo. Heck, we were. We're not, we weren't, you know, preseason, we weren't exactly on the Debo, you know, bandwagon. But Brandon Ayuk, man, what a case. What do you do with him now? Like, you can't, do you feel, you can't keep him on your roster at this point. 
If you're in a dynasty league, hold. Um, oh, for but sure. if you are in a redraft league, you can cut him. I because just you're going to find him. guys for him in a dynasty. Oh, in dynasty or I, redraft? I, in our dynasty league, in our sleeper league, I just oh, traded okay. a I traded a late second round pick. It's looking like in this year's draft. I'm a rebuilding team. For me, it was more of a I'm taking a shot on a guy that still has potential. Maybe this is just a blip. Yeah. Um, but this is, in my opinion, this is about as low as his value is going to get. Uh, yeah, I, I don't mind that at all. I think that's, that was a great trade. So just a, a but redraft, you're okay to cut him. Yeah, redraft, I think at this point you kind of have to. We'll get into why later, some more whys on the 49ers. They're going to be a, uh, a team I really want to dive into on this episode. Uh, but, man, th- that's not all that's happening in fantasy football, though, right now. Brandon Ayuk, although he is breaking your heart, uh, a guy that isn't breaking your heart right now, Travis, is Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, the quarterback? Or Derrick Henry, the running back. Yes. The quarterback one and the now <laughs> has what he needs on the MVP resume is passing Just touchdowns. when you think you've seen it um, all. That was, it reminds me a little bit of when J.J. Watt was having that historic year and the Texans are like, yeah. let's throw him some touchdowns. What can we do to get this guy the MVP award? Perfect. Let's get, get three touchdowns. on the field. Yeah, with Derrick Henry, it's like he doesn't rush for a touchdown. You look at the stat sheet and it's like, Oh, you know, it's a pretty quiet day for Derrick Henry compared to what he's been doing right. on the ground. And you look at your matchup and you're playing against him and he, he has a passing touchdown. He just finds a way to beat you. So the Titans in general are having a lot of fun now that they're all healthy again. And I, it looks like the plan that they had wanted to work this way. It has been working really nice. And man, they, they took care of the chiefs pretty dang easy. There are some exciting points that I can't wait to bring up later uh, as to why the Titans are just so good for fantasy and how they're going to continue to be good for fantasy moving forward. Yep. But um, some other names that are popping up, new names to the NFL, new names to your fantasy rosters, and honestly, new names that are never leaving my heart. Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase. I told you, all you haters out there that said Kyle Pitts was not deserving of a top fourth round pick, and I'm talking to Me. Travis. <laughs> this dude is it, look. This is this is taken off all this nonsense about how he's not he's not going to get to a thousand yards this year. About all, how he's not going to see the volume. You know, Russell Gage was a name that was mentioned. Get out of here with your Russell Gage. <laughs> Kyle Pitts is the wide receiver one on this team now. Goodbye, Calvin Ridley. It, it is the pit show. And it's only this is the crazy thing. It's only going to get better for Kyle Pitts moving forward. So I love that. 163 yards on seven. Yeah. Grabs. And he's a tight end. He's, That'll do a lot for his average there. Yeah. He's a, he's a tight end just like Calvin Johnson was a tight end. I don't want to hear it. Okay. <laughs> Jamar Chase out here having fun. I don't know that I'm willing to go that far for. Kyle Pitts to give him a Calvin Johnson reference after two weeks, but it has been a really good two weeks. It's flashes of what's to come or maybe what's already here. So it's, I do not have any shares of Kyle Pitts and, and now he's starting to scare me if I'm playing against him with what you've seen kind of now from the Raiders offense, would you be willing to trade Darren Waller for Kyle Pitts in, in redraft? Um, yeah, why not? Okay. I, I don't think that I would move Waller, but if somebody wants Pitts and either they're a Falcons fan or a Pitts fan or, or they're just frustrated with Waller, he's, his ankle's still jacked up. I think they're going into a bye, right? Uh, yeah, the Raiders are on bye. So, yeah, so if you have Waller and you've got a, a poor record, 
and the pits owner is willing to take Waller on, then yeah, why not? I, I don't see a huge drop off there from what we've seen the last no, few weeks. If, if at all. Um, Jamar Chase, though. Man, I gotta, I gotta admit, man, I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. Beast. The, the dude. I, I, Grin, I. The beat writers led us astray. <laughs> I knew he was going to be good eventually, but this early, no, 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 no. Another fifth round receiver, T. Higgins, just not gonna happen. Not with Chase doing what he's doing. T. Higgins had a bunch of targets in this game too. Like he wasn't, he wasn't terrible. I don't think he can return fifth round value though. Even from this point forward, like he's not gonna be that mm. that kind of player when Chase is getting what he's getting. You know, I would say I'm not willing to close the book on it yet, mostly because people forget, and this that's what I love about this offense for Cincinnati. People forget that Joe Burrow entered the season with essentially one and a half knees. And it's getting better he was and better. just getting that. He, the second half of the season is only just now approaching. This is more confidence, more continuity, more rhythm. This offense, like, keep in mind, people. Yeah, we've only got what eight weeks left of for for a lot of people. Eight weeks left of the fantasy season, um, before the playoffs. This offense is just now coming into its own. This is what you're going to see as midseason form. Jamar Chase isn't going to, you know, eventually the offenses are just going to start covering Jamar Chase. And then there are like, just like uh, other offenses, T Higgins is going to have a pop-up game. So no, maybe I don't know exactly what stats you'd need to have to, to return, you know, fifth round wide receiver value, but I'm willing to bet that he's going to, is he necessarily, are you going to buy T Higgins when you, where you can, do you think his value is still low enough compared to where it will be or are there other guys you're more interested in? I don't necessarily know that I'm going out and buying him, but I wouldn't sell him. Uh, I wouldn't sell him right now. Okay. So he's a hold. I like it. Yeah. Let's let's talk some more guys. Uh, just because I like this kind of um, talk. I don't think the Monday night games just finished up yet. We're recording here late Monday night, and that game, you know, I'll, two minute warning. All right. So we've got some time, but the. So guys, let's let's move into these next segments. We've got a couple segments: heartbreakers, breathtakers, guys that are hurting you, guys that make you feel so good. Um, we already talked about Brandon Ayuk. Um, Brandon Cooks, oddly enough, is a name you brought up on this list. I'd like to talk about that some more. What what makes you feel like back to back Brandons? That's almost like a let's go, Brandon. Yeah. That's almost how I feel right now. Spell- Can we get a let's go, Brandon? Let- <laughs> let's go, Brandon. Okay. <laughs> uh, but all right, so Brandon Cooks. Let's talk Brandon Cooks. You, you, you put this name up here on our list. What, what is yeah. breaking your heart about Brandon? Is this just a week seven thing, or has this kind of been how you've been feeling about him the entire season? Here's the thing with Brandon Cooks. I was higher on him for sure coming out of the gate, and he looked good the first few weeks. I think the absence of Tyrod Taylor is starting to really kill Brandon Cook's value. Sure. Davis Mills, we had a, a couple of flashes, if you can even call them that, to where we thought, hey, he's the wide receiver one. He's going to get double-digit targets yeah. every week. It's not every week that he should, yeah. he, you know, he should be producing at least mid-level wide receiver two, high wide receiver three numbers. And it's not the case right now, even with, with pretty decent target numbers. The Texans are just so bad. Yeah, that's kind of the You thing. cannot play a single player on the entire team. It, man, you know, I'm not going to disagree with that right now. My one caveat to this uh, before I get into some points. 
um, is that Brandon Cooks is getting Tyrod Taylor back. Um, so a co- I think he's a couple weeks away. Is uh, what he started practicing. Like. He's back practicing now. So I'm okay. I'm okay if you want to buy Cooks really cheap, but he's breaking your heart at the moment. I would. I yeah. I all right. So here here's some names then. Brandon Cooks or like a I don't know like a Kadarius Tony. I know he's injured right now. Um, Cooks. Okay. Okay. Brandon Cooks or. I would take Corey Davis over Brandon Cooks. Really? Even with Zach Wilson yep. being injured now? Yeah, I think Flacco is actually going to give Corey Davis a little bump. Wow. Do you, now, do you, think, do you think Joe Flacco starts right off the bat then? Immediately. Oh, I, I don't think so. I, I don't know, man. I think he gets there tomorrow and is the starting quarterback until Wilson's ready to go. Interesting. He's I mean, probably I'm, already there. Yeah, probably. Uh, He's in um, the locker room. He's building relationships with the new guys. Uh, he's probably got the same locker he had. <laughs> the chemistry. There, there's an excitement in the locker room for the veteran presence of a former Super Bowl quarterback. Okay. I mean, and Corey Davis reaps the benefits, I'm I not, think, look, at least for a couple weeks. There are lots of guys I would argue with uh, about, but not, not Joe Flacco. He's not, he's not worth an argument. Uh, I'll kind of take your word on that one. Brandon Cooks, though, I think... I think he's the wide receiver, what, 22 on the year right now? It can't, it can't be that high after this week. Another I, bad week. I, you know what? I haven't got the numbers in uh, just yet. Um, I'll, I'll find it right now and get to you. Okay. So Brandon Cook's the name. And then I like how we just put the Chiefs because 100% right. Um, the chi- Brandon Cook's wide receiver, 23. That's pretty darn close, Dustin. Okay. So Brandon, look at you. Brandon Cooks still a wide receiver too, and you know what? I think he's going to be right at the twenty three, twenty four mark the rest of the year, uh, just just with volume. Okay, alone. so here here are the three guys right around him, okay. and you can get just give me rapid fire of which guy you would take. Okay, Michael Pittman. Oh, Pittman. Emmanuel Sanders. Christian Kirk. Mm, Cooks. Okay, so yeah, he's. Cooks. He's still collecting. He's still returning, based on your answers. Um, wide receiver three numbers, high wide receiver two numbers. So, I guess people are going to hang on. I've got him in a home league. He's disappointing me, big time, especially in non PPR leagues. But sure, I do think it gets a little bit oh, better sure. when Tyrod yeah, comes back for rough. sure. I agree. Um, let's let's uh, kind of change our tune to the Chiefs, though. It's uh, our last heartbreaker here. The the Chiefs, man. Uh, the, I want to dive some more into these guys because uh, it, it's ugly right now. And I got to tell you, man, I don't think it's getting better. It, it just uh, you know, it's not like there's like a like a soft schedule coming forward um, that's going to you know make make turning this ship around easier. They've got the hardest schedule, Travis, for the rest of the season. Okay, in terms of win percentage of their opponents, the hardest schedule in the NFL. This is a team. I'm, I'm not one of these. Like, I'm not panicking. I had a conversation with a, uh, a guy I work with today. He's like, Oh, and the, you know, Patrick Mahomes is definitely not a hall of famer. And you know, like, Oh, he's done. Oh, really? I'm like, well, yeah. And that's just kind of, it's funny to see one, how conversations go with people who just do this casually, who, who watch football. I forget what it's like to watch football. Not as someone who just constantly analyzes the game. So, Patrick Mahomes to me is someone that absolutely like I'm not panicked over especially you know dynasty leagues long term do not panic sell 
but even redraft leagues, like, is he giving? Not every season for Patrick Mahomes can be this record-breaking, you know, game-changing season. Like he's giving you average numbers, and for a top-end quarterback, he gave you a rough week this week. You know, getting knocked around. That offensive line has some questions. But for guys like Tyreek Hill, you know, uh, Travis Kelsey, you don't have a running game really right now, um, a consistent one, and it it's they're struggling to find their identity because teams have kind of figured out if we just back up and we make them dink and dunk us we don't get beat by the long the long you know bomb passes and it's kind of shown some holes here's my thing with the chiefs i think that they will figure it out and they will start to turn it around pretty quick just based on the, the sheer talent and coaching ability that they have but my question from a fantasy perspective is this. Are you selling any Chiefs? Mm, no. No. I mean, if, if, if you can, if you can get a so, deal. And, and if you're not if you selling them. Like, honestly, right now, if you offered me Josh Allen and for Patrick Mahomes, I would do it. That, yeah, that, so that's not too far of a stretch, especially after the last couple of years. But I mean, that's, yeah, what's I don't, that saying, though, you know? I don't see, um, I don't see you getting equal value back because this the the ceiling yeah, for the not. chiefs is so high right. and because you're keeping them you're going to start them so it's really it's it's nice to talk about and and try to predict when they're going to get it going hopefully sooner than later but either way you're keeping them you're starting them you're weathering the storm right yeah i mean i i i think i think they're going to turn it around so i'm not freaking out but we do they get to play the Bears? <laughs> I mean, can we can we get that schedule? Can we get that why, schedule? Why? I you know what? We're having a nice show. We're we're trying. Why Come can't on, man? Anybody who plays the Bears? Why can't right I have nice track. things? Why? Why? I was having a nice time. Ask I was Brady. Having a ni- I'm not gonna ask Brady. He did. It's like he just shot my puppy right in front of me. Like it was. It was tough. Did you hear what they did for that fan that got that oh, ball? Oh, dude. The 600 touchdown ball. Did you see that Tom Brady gave him a Bitcoin? What? <laughs> yes. I don't, I don't know if that is 100% true, but I did see that report. But He said it on live television. Yeah, Tom Brady said during the Manning uh, Monday, foot, Monday Night Football uh, coverage, he said, he's like, yeah, and I'm going to give him a Bitcoin. I'm like, wow. That's incredible. Like that, 63 dude, grand because some player handed him a football that's some yeah. he handed you a football How lucky. and all of a sudden like he probably like gets drunk during the game well you know just kind of party and someone hands him a football he's like oh awesome that's kind of cool nope there's season tickets 63 for two seasons sign stuff yeah that's oh insane. goodness yeah your life is automatically just so much better because of that who are some guys who are some guys that absolutely took your breath away give me three um, you know, I put him on the list. Elijah Mitchell. I love that one. That first drive. Absolutely. Absolutely took my breath away with that first drive. He's, that's the player I knew yeah, he he's was. He's going to be good, man. You know, he's, he's bursty. I, I hope they stick with him. The dude just looks great. Um, makes guys miss. He's got those little subtle movements that it's, it's just hard to teach. You know, you either have it or you don't. And Elijah Mitchell, you know, great, 107 yards, 18 carries. Let's hope that workload continues. Um, I don't, I don't see any Jeff Wilson sightings anytime soon. Even though they lost, and that game was ugly 
just weather-wise and there wasn't going to be a lot of passing work. He still has some some passing chops, so um I I like him. Uh, he was he was a pleasant surprise. I didn't start him um unfortunately. It would have made me feel a lot better during that game. Um but Elijah Mitchell. You pulled it out. I pulled it out. Thank you Michael Pittman. And 2 minutes left. Yeah, touchdown. Oh my goodness. That's ooh. Elijah Mitchell though. Makes the whole weekend. Yeah, it makes me feel good. Thank you Elijah for doing that. Um another one, Tom Brady. Uh you know, at this point can you really have your breath taken away? Haven't we just kind of seen it all? Yes, I mean the 600th TD pass. Sure. That is not a right. shock at all. Winning another game, winning by 30, throwing four, no shocks. The fact that he's QB1 no. in fantasy on the season through seven weeks, shock to me, probably to most. A lot of people had him top five to eight, but number one yeah. overall with no legs? It, come on. It, yes, he, it's quite a feat. He decided to come into this season not having any legs. Yeah, he can't see over the O-line. He can't step up in the pocket. Just Yet nubbing somehow. around. <laughs> Was that a nubbing around? Uh, that's terrible. <laughs> but okay, <laughs> we're there. We're here. We're we're living in it. Tom Brady though, still the cute we want on the season. Oh She's man, pretty darn good. Oh goodness, I apologize if that offended anyone. I really I didn't mean anything by it. Who's the last one? Cordarrelle Patterson. I keep thinking that this this is gonna be the guy. Like just watching him play. The amount of volume they're willing to give this he's guy. He's taking your breath away. The versatility he has. Just, and he's 32 years old, you know? Like, I feel so good for him. I, I'm happy for him. Like, to as, finally be able to do it. <laughs> just after all this stuff where it's like he didn't work out as a wide receiver. One, that he was drafted to be. He's an incredible, incredible kick returner. But as, now he's just a football player, you know? You can just put him anywhere on the field and he can do it. I mean, I even if it's probably just a one-season, one-off flash in the pan, good for Corderell. Taking our breath away, um, I want to put a drop in there. You know, take my breath away. That's for you, Corderell. Just what a season for him. Way to go, man. All right, so heartbreakers and breath takers. New segment. Congratulations to the guys that made it on the right side of that one. We've talked about guys that kind of made us feel good. Now... To segue into a more fantasy-relevant, more actionable conversation, I like to call this one, should they stay or should they go? Players who should stay on your rosters and guys you can drop slash trade. Darling, you got to let me know. Should I stay or should I go? Travis, hit me with the first guy that we've got on our stay list. Keenan Allen. People need to relax on Keenan Allen. He's going to be fine. I understand that Mike Williams has been the star there. But for sure, this dude is a perennial wide receiver one. And the Chargers offense is great. It's going to continue to be great. He will start to turn it around from a fantasy perspective especially in PPR leagues. He's always been a monster. Um, the pendulum will start to come back from Mike Williams to Keenan Allen over the second half of the year 
to a more even um, target share and catch share. If you can buy Keenan Allen, I would do it. I think he his value is going to be much higher over the second half. I agree. He's a wide receiver, twenty seven so far in half point PPR, and you know what? They've got the seventh easiest schedule remaining in the NFL. This is a team that can't stop anyone on the ground, so could very well see themselves in a lot of shootouts in the following games. So Keenan Allen, I, I like him, especially you know in PPR, half-point half PPR, but don't give up on him. This offense is still prolific, and it's going to be nice for Keenan Allen coming up. The next guy on our stay list, Ryan Tannehill, a guy who has kind of had a trivial start to the season. He's got, you know, I, I know each, I've, I've noticed Travis, I kind of stick to a, a certain stat. Uh, and I try not to do that, but a fun stat that I've found this week is just, you know, the easiest, uh, you know, strength of schedule. Um, oh, there's a lot to be said for that. For sure. We, we have a, a sample size that's big enough to let us know now. Right. Who who the favorable matchups are going to be? And, it's not like we're coming into the season blind. And though. bye weeks kind of extend into you know week twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Now uh, this season, Ryan Tannehill easiest schedule the rest of the way, and you know what? He looked pretty good in that game last week. You know, Derrick Henry, he, he, as effective and efficient as he is, can be used greatly as a decoy, as you saw. Um, this week against the Chiefs, where Ryan Tannehill able to lay up into the end zone. Nice to see for him. We forget how mobile he is. It and you know what? The game plan was just that. Pound it with Derrick Henry. You've got AJ Brown going off in this game. Julio Jones, I think, is still going to have a couple of games where he pops up and shows us his old self. Um, he is a decrepit, decrepit old man, but he still plays football for this team. He demands a lot of respect. For sure. Which and he, is what the, that is what the Titans need because Corey Davis did not demand that respect. No. It's, an, it's, it's going to keep helping A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry that Julio Jones is healthy on the other side um, of A.J. Brown. For sure. He's got that old man get off my lawn strength, and it shows from time to time. The third list, and I like talking about this guy right now because looking at his role, watching some film, Mike Gesicki, Travis, he is, is balling the out. Third member of the stay list right now. He is leading that team in receiving yards, which, in all honesty, not saying much, but for a tight end slash wide receiver, he always much. He's always much. I like that. It's always much. When a tight end is leaving, leading the team in receiving yards, that is always much. I mean, they haven't really – they've had Jalen Waddle and no one else. So uh, temper the expectations a little bit. I don't know when or if Will Fuller will come back. The disrespect for Albert Wilson is unbelievable. Yeah, but the respect for Mike Kosicki here is real on losing sucks. He's second on the Dolphins in targets, which is incredible. Way to go, Mike. But here's the thing. He faces two teams coming up in the next three weeks. He faces uh, he faces three teams, uh, but one of them is the Bills, and the Bills are pretty good. Um, they should need to pass a lot in that game. I don't know how efficient they're going to be with the Bills coming off by, being rested, and being an incredible defense. But they also face the Ravens and the Detroit Lions following that. And they are two of the worst teams against the tight end. 
and Mike Isiki being the target hog on that team that he has been. This is what we talked about, you know, before the season started, Travis, is that Mike Isiki's path into this this role was either going to be he needs to get the touchdown totals that he had last year, or he needs to have that uptick in volume. We were worried that he had, you know, only half of the uh, touch the tight end touchdowns. Um, and he didn't have that high of a target percentage. Well, now he's leading the team in targets. I think this could be the year, as long as this continues, I think he's going to be that, you know, top six, seven tight end. Yeah, I think so. It's, we've, we've seen this rapport with Tua and Gesicki now for a while. So I, don't, I, I think that he's a great name to put on the stay list. If you have him right now, you're feeling really good about your tight end position, especially if you didn't draft one of the big three and spend that capital. You got Gesicki in the eighth, ninth, tenth round even. That is, uh, it's going to pay off, and we've already seen it start to. For sure, and with how much we've seen Tua liking the throw to Mike Gesicki, it's going to be, it's going to mean even better numbers for when he's throwing touchdowns to Logan Thomas um, and when Deshaun Watson's in there throwing to Mike Gesicki. So it's going to be really <laughs> nice. Um, can't wait for that. Calling the shot. Let's move on over to the go section, though, Travis. These are the guys that need to find their way off of your roster. And the first one might come as a little bit of a shock. Debo Samuel. Yeah, I hold for applause. I think that he, like you're saying, I think the value that he still has is going to Mm -hmm. be at a level of a guy that's going to help you the guy that you're going to get in return is going to help you so much over the course of a season, whereas Debo is probably going to start to taper off a little bit, especially when Kittle comes back. Now they've got, they'll have Kittle and a healthy Mitchell. Mm-hmm. I, you don't want to say Ayuk, but he's still going to be out there. So, sure. And like you said, with, with Trey Lance coming back soon, we don't know what to expect with that. What we saw really quickly wasn't great, but. No. There was a broken play to Debo. He's a lot of his production has come in, has come from really long broken plays, not a consistent peppering of targets of- on on high quality targets. Right. So see what you can get for yeah, him. him being a mobile quarterback. I mean for sure. Debo Samuel, I mean, you saw it in this previous game just being peppered with targets almost to the detriment of the offense in a game where neither offense had any, you know, um any way to really pass the ball with how bad the rain was. But Debo Samuel really looking like the only wide receiver that the 49ers trust right now, sprinkling some Trent Sherfield um, and some Ross Dwelly. And this is just kind of a, a meh offense that needs to work its Shanahan magic, Shanahanigans, as I like to call them. And again, they've got a rough road ahead of them as well. Tough opponents coming up. I'm selling Debo though. I the rookie quarterback situation terrifies me. With Trey Lance coming in, he hasn't shown to be an accurate passer. And as we know, with rushing quarterbacks, yeah, it means extending drives, but not always fantasy weapon production for those weapons for the quarterback. Yeah. So for me, I'm trading him. Try to get someone in a better position moving forward. These next two, man, I I don't know that we agree on these next two. This will be a good little debate. That'll be that'll be a good conversation because you know what I've had some conversations on Twitter about the second name, and it's Chris Godwin. This one, look, it, it took me by surprise when someone brought up a question. They asked, um, they said, "Look, I, I'm looking to sell Chris Godwin right now, just because Antonio Brown was out." 
And my thought was, look, he's already got he he's run the most routes in the NFL right now. And he also was like top three or was leading the NFL in red zone percentage, uh, target percentage. He now has paid off those numbers um, with this huge game against the Bears. Not hard to do. But my, my, uh, my argument, my case for trading him at this point is twofold. I know where Antonio this is going Brown, and I'm already sold. Antonio Brown will return. Yep. And Rob Gronkowski will come back. Yep. Those those are two big names and who have already been producing and were kind of already some of the reason why you were considering trading him in the first place. Yeah. That's, those are great points. You're right. I'm I'm trying. It's not that I don't like Chris Godwin. If you can trade Chris Godwin, I mean let's let's throw some names out there because Chris Godwin. Keenan Allen. Um. We're saying go get Keenan Allen. Chris Godwin can return you Keenan Allen. I think... Or Chris Godwin in something really close. I think you can do better. I think you can do... Um, I think you can do better. I think right now, you might be able to go get Chris Godwin for a Stefan Diggs. I think right now you can... Maybe Chris Godwin in a little bit more to get you Stefan Diggs. I think you can do Chris Godwin and a... What? Tell me right now, would you do Chris Godwin plus for DeAndre Hopkins? Uh, I would keep Hopkins. Okay. So let's, let's, let's think of something. Adam Thielen, Amari Cooper. Okay. Yeah. Uh, CD Lamb. Would you do Chris Godwin? Um, oh, I, I don't think you can get CD for him. I th- after the game that CD just had, and now he's already got his bye week okay. out of the way. What about this? Chris Godwin for AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Okay. Yeah. I, that, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I think the tier that you can return for Chris Godwin is not that. I don't think you're going to be able to get an A.J. Brown, especially after this week that A.J. Brown just had. People are excited that he's back. He's healthy. Like if you had A.J. Brown, would you take Godwin for him? No, no. Um, but I'm no, saying I, I don't Chris think so. Godwin plus, maybe, maybe it gets you there. Maybe. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's just how, you know, even the next guy on this list, the next guy on this list is someone who I look at as like a modifier in a trade. Someone who you can tack on to a trade that it appears valuable there there's some credence to it kenneth gainwell has taken over for an injured hobbled miles sanders they've got a great schedule coming up they face the detroit lions um i had their schedule pulled up and then i uh, lost it so it is lions chargers denver next three Perfect. Two teams right off the bat that are absolutely god awful at stopping the running back. Now this is this is why I would look to trade these guys. Kenneth Gainwell, yeah, sure. He didn't have a huge game. He had a touchdown. Looks good as far as points go. You can sell to maybe someone who is on a buy, needs a running back. Again, maybe you've got Kenneth Gainwell and Chris Godwin. Go make a trade. Um I like the selling of Gainwell. I don't like the timing of it. I think because Miles Sanders is going to be out this week, mm-hmm. Gainwell's going to have a, a probably a 15-point week against the Lions. Possible. And I think after that week, then you can say, look, uh, it's not just when 
Miles Sanders was out, he's had a role all year. This is now two weeks in a row and four weeks on the season where he's given you double-digit production. They're going to use him. Yeah. We can reassess where we're at with Gainwell after the Detroit game and, and how you can make that sell. But I think, one, I think you can play him this week. You could. I'm, I am not afraid to plug and play Kenneth Gainwell as a flex. I think that's why you would but sell two, him. But two, I think trade value after another... Yeah, but you can use him. I mean, you can use him and then sell him as opposed to just selling him right out I, of the gate without ever if getting... If you can sell Kenneth Gainwell for Elijah Mitchell... You can't. You, I think you're 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 too ambitious in who you're gonna get back for for Gainwell. Okay, okay. Uh, Would you rather have Josh Jacobs or Gainwell? Jacobs. Javante Williams. Javante. Chase Edmonds. Hmm. Yeah. I depending on if I if I needed a running back and I had Chase Edmonds, I would probably trade for Gainwell. Wow. Okay, so those three guys, Edmonds, Jacobs, Javante Williams, that's the back end of RB2 yeah. production. Okay, so, so, so what you're trying to move Gainwell for is a 23-24 right. level guy. If he goes off this weekend, that might allow you to look up at a, at a Javante Williams type of player. I don't know that, that the Javante, Javante Williams will want to do that, but maybe. Kenneth Gainwell or Melvin Gordon? I'm probably going to stick with Gordon for right now. He's going to get 50% of the work until he gets hurt. I don't know that Gainwell will. Yeah, I mean, at that point, you're kind of... Kenneth Gainwell or, like, Zach Moss, maybe. Yeah. Someone who has a better role, because they weren't really using Gainwell until Sanders got hurt. So, I don't know. Something to consider. Um... Yeah, no, I like I like your point though. I like your point. Um, yeah, maybe maybe I'm a little bit higher on Gainwell, you know, in terms of his value. I like I like maybe you can use him. You know, you have the the game against Detroit, and then you can kind of sell on the you know if he produces that he still has the Chargers to go against, and that's going to be you know a, a good game for him. So I like it. Maybe that's the play there. Maybe that's the play. Um, some good plays though that did happen. Over the weekend, let's we've got our top performers. What shocked me in this in this little bit, Travis, is that the top performing quarterback was Tua Tungavailoa. Yep. Wow. Good job on the last name there. I don't think I've ever said it right in my entire life. Oh man, it just what kills me looking at some of these names. So we've got the names of the top performing, the top five at each position over week seven. Um. I didn't start Brandon Bolden in one league, and it absolutely killed me. <laughs> you had him? I had him, and, you know, it's like a deeper dynasty league. I started A.J. Dillon. I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, I can't, I, I can't actually start Brandon Bolden. You know, like, it's a, it's, a, it's a New England backfield. Like, I can't trust anything that's going to happen. And then the surprise news that Ramondre Stevenson was out, and now all of a sudden he's a, he's a superstar. I'll do the quarterbacks. We got... Tua, Joe Burrow, Matt Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady, all of them drafted outside of the fifth round. All of them drafted outside of the top six or seven quarterbacks. It is unbelievable, week seven, how incredible these 
these mid-level to late-round quarterbacks did, and they won people a lot of matchups. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. They they played really well, as did some of these running backs. DeAndre Swift, there's a name. That, Your boy. There's a name. Uh, Damian Harris, number two overall running back this week. Dearness Johnson, oh, man, what a pickup. Brandon Bolden, as I said, finishing number four. And then, of course, Elijah Mitchell rounding it out of the top five. Hit us with the wide receivers now because, uh, spoiler alert, Cooper Cup had himself a game. Cooper Cup remains the number one wide receiver in fantasy football, followed by Jamar Chase. The rookie is doing big-time things. Mike Evans was the go-trade for this receiver last week for me. Yep. I hope you did it. I was able yep. to do it in one league and won because of it. A.J. Brown also uh, started the week at, at wide receiver. Welcome back. Number four on the week, big time A.J. Brown. Terry McLaurin rounds out the five spot on the wide receivers on the week. Let's talk some tight ends now. Top five tight ends from week seven. C.J. Uzama. The who would have thunk yeah, it? Who would have projected that? Who would have said that they were going to come out and <laughs> score a couple touchdowns? I know it was a dart throw. I know, you know, it's National Tight End Week, but man, I, that's something I can't wait to gloat about here in a few minutes. Kyle Pitts, another guy. Oh my goodness, it, who knows their tight ends this or is what? Just, oh wow, I think you know Mike Gesicki. Tight. Night, uh, tight end number three on the week. Foster Moreau filling in for Darren Waller. That's a little bit of a surprise. Then Zach Ertz, a little bit of a renaissance. First game with the Cardinals, and he goes off for like a 49-yard touchdown. Way to go, Zach. Is he the first guy to score a touchdown in the Thursday night game and then again on Sunday for two different teams? Has to be. Oh, goodness. I don't know. That'd be a stat to look up, huh? That's incredible. I think if you keep wow. doing this with tight end, maybe even after week eight, if you can call a long shot tight end who finishes in the top three overall, I'm going to call you the tight end king. That's yeah, it's a bit of a look. It's it's a it's a gift. I'm very blessed to have this gift. I am the tight end whisperer. So it's it's just something I'm lucky Here, to have. Looking at these top five at each position, this is what blows my mind. There is not a single player in the top five at any position that was drafted in the top five or ten at their position. Outside of Brady and Rodgers, as far as top ten, no, sure. nobody in the top twenty players that we're looking at on our list was drafted in the top ten or top five at their position. I think Pitts might have. Pitts may have been, but but I think in most leagues that are not dynasty leagues, you got. Andrews four, Hawkinson five, or vice versa. Pitts right after, except for people that were really excited about it. But me, even then, <laughs> even if even if you count Pitts, nineteen of twenty were drafted. Yeah, outside the top five at their position. That that's just crazy week. Incredible, incredible. But you're, you'll have that fantasy football be like that sometimes. Let's talk some bearable, man. Bear or bull? Antonio Gibson. Is he a bear or is he a bull for you? Oh boy, I I'm feeling a little bit uh a little bearish on 
Me too. On Antonio Gibson. It's so tough, man. I mean, I had such high hopes for this dude coming into the season. And for whatever reason, man, I don't know if it's the health. I don't know if it's just he's not given that role. J.D. McKissick is still around. I just I don't know what to do. He's just not he's not producing like that running back one that you need. And I don't yeah. necessarily know that it gets much better for this team. I mean, they're kind of middle of the pack. And just to clarify, that's what we mean by bear or bull. Your bears are guys that we don't think their value is going to increase, at least over yeah, the next no, the, the bears month value or so, absolutely will not increase for sure. We do not see it coming back right now. And the bull, those guys are going to be guys that we think whose value are going to continue to increase immediately and for the foreseeable future. Um, what about you? You said you're a little bit bearish on Antonio Gibson right now. Yeah, I traded for him in a home league. I gave up Michael Thomas for okay. him pretty much one for one. Um, actually, I got Antonio Gibson and Waddle, I believe. So that was not terrible, but um, I do not think that we're going to start to see a, a better Antonio Gibson for a while, if at all, this year. I think it's going to slowly get worse and right. worse. The more games they lose, the more tempted they're going to be to shut him down or really scale him back and say, what is the point of running him out there with a broken leg? It's unfortunate. So I'm, I'm very nervous that that could happen for Antonio Gibson, unless we start to get some healing in the leg, but I'm not a doctor. I don't know that playing football allows for some healing, but we'll right. see. Um, I think we've got DJ Moore. DJ Moore. DJ, DJ Moore. Moore. I am. He is a bull for me. Wow, okay. I think we have seen a bad month from the Panthers. Christian McCaffrey will be coming back probably in 10 to 14 days. One more game out, I believe. Um, I'm, I'm bearish on DJ Moore. Oh, you're bearish. You think, you think we've seen the best of DJ Moore? I think we've seen the best of year. DJ Moore this year. Uh, oh, wow. I, oh, man. I, I don't know what is going on with that team. Uh, Sam Darnold has looked just a shell. Of even just some, yeah, they had a soft first three games, but he has just looked not good. And now, like, do you have confidence in DJ Moore with PJ Walker as your quarterback? Then, I mean, can you tell me right no, now who's but the starter? I think, yeah, Matt Rule said, uh, Darnold is our starter. The reason why we put Walker in there was to try to spark something that the defense oh, wow. was, wouldn't know what to expect, hadn't game planned for, just a little okay coaching move. It didn't work out, okay. But he said, we're, we're confident in Darnold. We'll get it going again. I think the return of McCaffrey will really help take yeah. some attention away from DJ Moore because Robbie Anderson and Terrace Marshall have not been able to do that. They've just swarmed DJ Moore all over the field. They won't be able to do that when McCaffrey's in the backfield. So I think, for me, DJ Moore is a buy low. I am bullish on him. I think that better days are ahead. We've seen single digits, really, for the last three or four weeks. But that could just be uh, some optimism because I have him in a few leagues and I want that to happen. So DJ Moore or Chris Godwin? Chris Godwin. Yeah, I would, I would take Godwin just because of that offense. You're going to get more consistency there. All right. All right. I like it. I like it. Are you bearish or are you bullish on Calvin Ridley? Man, that is tough because 
I want to be bullish on him. He is so good. Yeah. Can you let go of what we thought he would be coming into this season? I don't think that he will be what we thought he would be coming into the season, but for the sake of his stock right now, no. I think the value will return better value going forward than what we have seen from Calvin Ridley. I don't think his value is going to go down. So for that reason, I think I'm a bull on Calvin Ridley. Okay. You know what? I kind of lean that way too. He. How about Ridley or DJ Moore? <laughs> I was just thinking about asking you that. Uh, <laughs> I would probably take Calvin Ridley. In I that, would too. In that scenario. Um, and not by much, not by much. I, I would take more over a guy like Cortland Sutton. Ooh, that's interesting. You know what? That's not, that's actually not too hot of a take. I like that. I like that. Um, I take DJ Moore. And you might be able to go get DJ Moore if you have Cortland yeah, Sutton too. Yeah, maybe. I think that's, that's an upgrade. Solid. Uh, with Judy coming back. Yeah. So we're, looks like we're both bullish on Calvin Ridley. I think he's going to continue finding his, his rhythm, his, his pace in this offense, and it's going to continue to produce, um, Hollywood Brown, our last name in the bear or bull segment. This one is tough because I've this been hurt. Too. But let me tell you, Travis, I'm ready to be hurt again. I am bullish on Hollywood Brown. I think this is a different Ravens team than we've seen. I think the Baltimore passing game is here to stay. I think Lamar Jackson has improved enough to be a competent, consistent quarterback. And it your other weapons are Mark Andrews, who is in his own right a solid weapon, and then you've got a rookie wide receiver and no other running back, you know, running game to take away those touches. They have to pay or they have to pass just by default. So I think I think Hollywood Brown is here to stay. I, I am bullish on him. I would still look to buy him if someone is thinking that they can sell him. Yeah, I think the the uh, the value of Hollywood Brown and and the pass catchers in general for the Ravens being so high is because they've accepted we do not have Dobbins we do not have Edwards nobody else has going is going to turn out to be in their league as far as production at running back they had a, a little bit of an identity switch I think and these guys have benefited from it so while I like Hollywood Brown and I like the passing offense of the Ravens I am going to have to be bearish on Hollywood Brown. Oh my. Because right. he is currently wide receiver 6, I do not think he can sustain that kind of value. I think if you can move him for a top 12 like a DeAndre Hopkins or Justin Jefferson, Terry McLaurin, I would prefer those guys to Hollywood Brown. Wow. We're seeing Bateman getting used. I don't think that the Ravens are going to be trailing like they were against the Bengals, but Hollywood's done it all season. He's had a really good year. So that's an interesting one. I, I want to monitor Hollywood Brown. We can have a, a Hollywood watch over the next two or three games and see how he's doing, but yeah, I'm buying him. I, yeah, I think, uh, I think if you buy him, you're going to be paying a pretty penny, but maybe not as pretty as you would pay for a Hopkins or Mike Evans, just because the name doesn't carry that kind of weight. Sure. And he's giving you top six production. So I just don't think that he can sustain that level of production. But Okay. I like he it. Could. I like it. Um you know what? Here's a here's a fun one. Would you trade Corderell Patterson for Hollywood Brown? Yes. Because I think Calvin Ridley starts to get it going more in, in the second half. Just like to throw that out there. It's in interesting. A uh, guy we'll continue to talk about. Let's review our big picks from last week to round out the show, Travis. 
your big picks. Matt Ryan, your quarterback, how did he do? He hit his projection. He didn't hurt you. He gave you, I think he was wide or quarterback 12 on the week. So it was not a big pick. He did not hurt you. But that's what we were looking for was guys who will surpass their projection. He did not do it. However, the next three guys did so in a big way. Damian Harris, your overall running back two. Actually, after Kamara tonight, I think that drops down to RB3. Kamara had a, a huge night. Unfortunately, to my chagrin. Damian Harris, RB3 on the week. And he was one yard from being RB2. 168 yards in a score. That one worked out. Most people versus the Jets tend to work out. Um, AJ Brown, wide receiver four on the week. If you were able to trade for him like myself and listened to the podcast last week and were able to pull it off, congratulations. I tried everywhere. I only got him in one one league. And then Mike Kosicki. Yeah. Um, you had a an emoji of a cat uh, by Mike Kosicki on the Twitter post. I, w- I don't know what that is from. Is that a play on Gato or something? Uh, no, that was more of a um, 13 points in the last three of the four. Um, and yeah, we're getting oh, close to spooky. Halloween. It's spooky. I like 13, that. Black cat. I like it. I like it. Okay, so my brain needs to get a little bit more creative. How did your big picks do? Uh, well, I know there was one that pretty yeah. much takes the cake for the entire week as, on calls. You can save that one for last. So I picked Jimmy G. Um, I was not aware of the weather. Um, fool me once. So I will be more um, cognizant of the weather predictions from now on. Uh, to be clear, you, we made these picks on thursday true last week true. so to know the weather in san francisco on sunday night how dare you right not? like big mistake in my process i will fix that moving forward um jimmy g did not produce um you know my running back pick was chuba hubbard i thought the matchup was all there unfortunately they had a samp darn old problem that offense looked anemic the entire game even against a, G- a giants defense that really gives up points to the running back position. They could not muster anything. Um, Chuba ends up as like the running back 36, I, I want to say. Um, rough week. And then I decided to get really bold. Really bold for Allen Robinson. And I was burned. This is the last time. I won't be burned by him again. Um, honestly, at this point, I think he's a drop. I think he's a drop. I think he's a landmine that you can give up to some people in your league. Um, whatever you want to do with them, just don't put them in your starting lineup, please. This offense looks awful. Brandon Ayuk or Allen Robinson? Brandon Ayuk. Anyone other than oh, no. Allen Robinson. You're hurting that bad right now. Uh, you get him off my roster. You you get out of here. It's I like, do have one interesting interesting thought on Allen Robinson. It, it I better think be where he's the, playing. Yes, I think the Bears trade Allen Robinson before the trade deadline, and he could go somewhere and immediately become the wide receiver you had hoped that you drafted. So I do not think he's a cut until after the trade deadline. Hold on to him. See if the Bears let him go, let him continue his career um, somewhere else and get a pick for him. I just I have him in a couple places. I'm waiting to see if they trade him. If they don't, it's going to be a tough rest of season. If they do, 
sky's the limit, you could have a, a top 15 guy back. Yeah, I just I don't know where he would go. I I, I don't know. Um, that would be that'd be a fun experiment to think of. Um, going forward, but yeah, it, I think after this season he's gone anyway. I don't see why he would stick around. This offense just looks awful, and Matt Nagy has shown me nothing in terms of why I should be confident in him. So I'll continue sticking it out as a Bears fan. But Allen Robinson, he's nowhere near my starting lineup. Um moving forward what if what it like what if he gets traded to the chiefs oh well, yeah you if yeah you they 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 need a second josh gordon's not that guy well, sure if Allen robinson is it is, that's that's some if they're an aggressive team they know their windows now with kelsey and tyreek and that you got to think Allen robinson has a chance to say at this point in his career i want to go here make it happen i've given you everything i have yeah i mean maybe uh if if he if he did play there i mean honestly if the saints go and get him you know i don't know i've just thrown out names um but yeah if if really and it stinks because anybody else we're we're spending a lot of time on Allen robinson which is something i hate but just don't cut him yet don't, don't, don't cut him yet uh, wait till the trade deadline fine wait until after this week then cut him <laughs> Okay. So personal. <laughs> Make me feel better with this last prediction I made last week. CJ Uzama, we kind of talked about it earlier in the show with a blow up week. I had a feeling, you know, that's really all. I mean, I'm not <laughs> I'm going to continue running this this bit as this the tight end whisperer because you know what? There are some teams that give up points. Um and you can kind of ride those trends, but CJ Uzama against a weak um, team against the, the tight end just felt right. I knew they'd be passing. It's a divisional game. Um, they kind of study each other a little bit more. And CJ Uzama is surprisingly athletic. So, um, yeah, way to go, CJ. Huge game, two huge bomb touchdowns. I'll take it, man. I love it. I love it. I love it all. Way to go, man. Tight end one overall on the week. Call of the week overall. And the entire and the entire show. Thursday, that was the call. Congratulations for winning the call of the week. Oh yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Can we get some applause? I'm gonna get some applause. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> there will be a, well, yeah. we'll give you yeah, an we'll applause get, drop give, in the edit. Put some applause in there. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. We, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're going something. Oh man. With that being said, though, we are returning from the bipocalypse. The NFL is all good and great again. Ravens and Raiders on bye coming up. So prepare. We've got another show coming up, releasing on Friday. Thank you so much for listening. I've Trav. I'm not Travis. That's Travis. I'm Dustin. <laughs> this is Losing Sucks. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Losing Sucks and go check us out on YouTube at Losing Sucks. Take it easy. <laughs>